48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. Tonight's headlines. An unvaccinated toddler is in intensive care after contracting COVID. The government to ease the gathering ban from Thursday. And the Transport Minister says he expects Hong Kong's aviation sector to rebound strongly. Health officials say an unvaccinated toddler is in intensive care with COVID. This comes as two new COVID variants surfaced here. Mike Weeks has the details. The Centre for Health Protection said the boy, who's just over two and a half years old, developed a fever on Monday and was taken to Queen Elizabeth Hospital for treatment. He was admitted to the intensive care unit yesterday. The boy was among eight coronavirus patients listed in critical condition. The hospital authority said more than 1,800 COVID patients were being treated in public hospitals. News of the toddler's battle with the virus came as Hong Kong reported its first cases of two COVID sublineages, XBD and BF.7. Meanwhile, Hong Kong reported 4,954 new COVID cases today, 388 of which were imported. Seven more patients with COVID have died. The government says it's relaxing the public gathering ban from groups of four to groups of 12 from Thursday. It says the decision was made having considered stable death and severe COVID case figures. Also starting from Thursday, live performances will be allowed at bars and nightclubs. Performers will have to do PCR tests twice a week and test negative on a rat test before entering the premises. Transport Minister Lam Sai-hung says he expects a strong rebound in Hong Kong's aviation sector. Speaking at a groundbreaking ceremony for a $400 million development for corporate jets at the Hong Kong Business Aviation Centre, he held a recent increase in the SAR's traffic. The government has taken numerous steps to reopen our skies, and air traffic at Hong Kong International Airport is steadily picking up. Past experience points to the resilience of the aviation market, so we believe that a strong rebound in the horizon for Hong Kong's aviation industry as a whole, that makes the expansion of Hong Kong BAC today a timely investment on the bright future that our aviation sector is to welcome. Chief Executive John Lee says his administration will have to wait for further ideas from mainland authorities regarding the plan to allow travellers to quarantine in Hong Kong before crossing the border. Earlier, the SAR's sole delegate to the country's top legislature, Tam Yu Chung, said the so-called reverse quarantine plan had hit a snag, as there are technical issues that will take time to resolve. Mr Lee said officials are aware of the need to ensure the arrangement does not pose any extra risk to the mainland. We have to agree on the arrangement so that when a person, having gone through the pre-departure quarantine arrangement, then he will be considered having fulfilled the 7 plus 3 arrangement. These things we are working and we're ironing out some areas where we need to adjust. We are conscious of the fact that Hong Kong has to maintain connected both to the world and to the mainland. We're working towards both goals at the same time. Of course, I will have to wait for further ideas from our mainland counterparts so that we can really work out on the details. Separately, the chief executive has reiterated that research into local legislation for national security law will be extensive, so it's up to date with the fast-changing geopolitical situation. He made the remarks after being asked by a reporter whether national security legislation would be one of the highlights of his first policy address tomorrow. I do want the Article 23 proposal uh, to cover situations uh, which are fast developing in this complex geopolitical situation. 
So I would like、um, our proposal to cover a very wide range of research into、um, the legislations that are available for reference in connection with、uh, means and tactics of protecting national security, so as to ensure that the final proposal will be able to deal with all the anticipated situation and circumstances. Now the weather cloudy with a few rain patches. Rain will be more frequent at first. It will be cool tonight and tomorrow morning with minimum temperature around 17 degrees. Maximum temperature will be around 24 degrees during the day. Fresh north to northeasterly winds, strong offshore, occasional gale force on high ground. Seas will be rough with swells. The outlook remaining windy on Thursday. Weather will improve in the latter parts of this week and temperatures will rise gradually. Temperatures currently 17 degrees, humidity 83 percent. The strong monsoon signal is in force. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. The government is seeking to implement a ban on the use of disposable plastic tableware by as early as the fourth quarter of next year. More from Todd Harding. Authorities had originally proposed a two-stage scheme to eliminate single-use plastic products from 2025. In a paper submitted to the Legislative Council, the Environment and Ecology Bureau said the first phase will begin in late 2023, with restaurants banned from providing throwaway plastic straws, cutlery, and plates before the scheme is fully implemented by 2025. But prepackaged food and drink products and single-use plastic items for medical or security needs will be exempted from the ban. A man who's challenging the government's plan to annul thousands of COVID vaccine exemption certificates has successfully regained legal aid for his case. This report from Violet Wong. Kwok Chak Kin's application for legal aid had earlier been rejected on the grounds that he's not directly affected because he's triple jabbed. But speaking outside the High Court today, Mr. Kwok said he successfully appealed against the decision. He cited a judge as saying that everyone is a stakeholder, as the case involves the public interest. Mr. Kwok will be back in court on Thursday for a hearing on his judicial review on the government's attempt to invalidate COVID jab exemptions issued by seven doctors who are suspected of giving them out without conducting proper medical consultations. The High Court has rejected an appeal from eight activists over a protest that was ruled to have breached the four-person gathering ban. Former lawmakers Lee Chuk-yeon and Leung Kwok-kong, along with six others, were found guilty of the offence after they, they gathered. To petition for unemployment relief in Admiralty two years ago, handing down his verdict, Judge Albert Wong said the applicants from the League of Social Democrats and the Labour Party took part in a prohibited gathering without a reasonable excuse. A two-week nomination period for Legislative Council by-elections will open at the start of next month. The seats of four election committee lawmakers became vacant when they joined John Lee's administration in July. Maggie Ho has more. According to the Registration and Electoral Office, the nomination period for the by-election is scheduled for November the first to the fourteenth. The seats in the Election Committee constituency became vacant when Horace Zhang, Alice Mack, Sun Dong, and Nelson Lam left the legislature to join the administration. A spokesman for the Registration and Electoral Office says if there are more than four candidates, a poll will be held on December the eighteenth. The spokesman said a nominee doesn't have to be a member of the election committee, but must be a Chinese citizen and a Hong Kong permanent resident aged 21 or above. He or she must also be a registered geographical constituency elector who has resided in Hong Kong for three years before the date of the nomination. 
Candidates must not have right of abode in any foreign country. Each hopeful must collect nominations from at least 10, but not more than 20 members of the election committee, which must include at least two, but not more than four members from each of the five sectors that constitute the committee. Lawmaker Silla Leung has expressed concern that the Chinese University of Hong Kong failed to consult the public about a decision to change its emblem to mark its 60th anniversary. She was commenting after a few legislators, who are council members of the university, said they were not consulted before the announcement yesterday. The university had earlier claimed they had sought advice from more than 2,000 stakeholders on the matter. But Ms. Leung, who is also a CUHK former student, said more parties should be consulted for such a major change. It's not a very minor matter for the university. From my own point of view, it's even more important than change of personnel of the university. We see that apart from the council, the alumni, and many of the stakeholders are completely unaware of the change. So it seems that there is a lack of consultation to the stakeholders of the university, which should include alumni of different generations. International News and President Vladimir Zelensky says Russian attacks have destroyed 30% of Ukraine's power stations, causing blackouts across the country. He made the claim shortly after another round of airstrikes hit several cities. Mr. Zelensky said there was no longer any space for negotiations with the Kremlin. Maria Drutsk lives in Kiev. She says people remain strong and defined despite the Russian missile and drone attacks. We are more united behind our leaders and our military than ever. And also, you know, if in the end of February Ukrainian government was telling people, please do not panic, go to the shelters. Well, now yesterday Ukrainian government telling people, please do not shoot down flying drones by yourself with small arms. So we are sure that we believe that our victory is coming. A man whose job is to help preserve Japan's cultural heritage has accidentally damaged the country's oldest toilet. The latrine at a temple in Kyoto dates back to the 15th century and has been designated an important cultural asset. Here's the BBC's Electra Naismith. The ancient latrine at Tofukuji was once used by Buddhist monks as part of their training for an austere life of religious discipline. Today, it's no longer in use, officially designated an important Japanese cultural asset. But police say the 700-year-old wooden door to the site was ruined when an employee of none other than the Kyoto Heritage Preservation Association accidentally smashed his car into it. Apparently, he didn't realize he was in reverse. The official in charge of cultural preservation for the region said the incident was disappointing. France has been hit by a wave of strikes, with teachers and transport workers among those not showing up for work. Staff at the country's oil refineries and depots have already been on strike for several weeks, causing fuel shortages across the country. General Secretary of the left-wing CGT Union Olivier Martinez said workers were struggling. The question of salaries is widely shared throughout the country. Today is a day of interprofessional strike. We even see strikes at Disney, for example. There are strikes in the supermarket industry. If there are people in the street, despite the increase in the minimum wage, the end of the month remains difficult. So we need another increase, and the interprofessional minimum wage has not increased enough. Australia says it will recognise Tel Aviv, not West Jerusalem, as Israel's capital. Centre-left Labour Party reversed a decision made by the Conservative Liberal government in 2018, and says Jerusalem's status must be resolved in peace negotiations between the Israelis and the Palestinians. 
Australian Foreign Minister Penny Wong also says Canberra is committed to the two-state solution. We are committed to international efforts in the responsible progress, uh, responsible pursuit of progress towards a just and enduring two-state solution. I also wish to say uh, to uh, the members of the Jewish community, Australia, uh, Australia will always be a steadfast friend of Israel. We are equally unwavering in our support of the Palestinian people, uh, including in the provision of humanitarian support. Israel's Prime Minister Yair Lapid has criticised the move while his foreign ministry said it would summon the Australian ambassador to voice its opposition. The Palestinians hailed Canberra's decision, affirming that the future of sovereignty over Jerusalem depends on the permanent solution based on international legitimacy. Sport and Real Madrid's French international forward Karim Benzema has won the Ballon d'Or, the most prestigious award in football. Benzema scored 44 goals in 46 games, helping Real win the Champions League and La Liga in the 2021-22 campaign. He's the first Frenchman to win the award since Zinedine Zidane in 1998. Bayern Munich's Sadio Mane, who was with Liverpool last season, was the men's runner-up ahead of Manchester City's Kevin De Bruyne. Meanwhile, English Premier League champions Manchester City were awarded Club of the Year ahead of Liverpool. City's chief executive officer is Ferran Soriano. We know that this comes with very hard work and we have enjoyed the ride so far, but we also know that the next game is always the more challenging one. We know that winning is difficult, but winning again and Mm -hmm. again is much more difficult. This is our commitment to stay focused and to keep working and delivering beautiful football. Indonesia's government says it will demolish the football stadium where a crush killed more than 130 people early this month. President Joko Widodo said the arena in Malang would be rebuilt as it did not meet safety standards. He was speaking after meeting the head of the world football's governing body, FIFA. Gianni Infantino promised to help Indonesia improve safety in football stadiums. FIFA is here to work in a very close partnership with the government, with the Asian Football Confederation, with the Federation of Indonesia to transform football to reform football because football has to be joy and happiness and a reminder of our top stories tonight an unvaccinated toddler is in intensive care of after contracting covid the government is to ease the gathering ban from thursday and the transport minister says he expects hong kong's aviation sector to rebound strongly and that's the news from rthk Radio 3 Heavenly shades of night are falling It's twilight time Out of the mist your voice is calling Tis twilight time When purple colored curtains mark the end of day I'll hear you, my dear, at twilight time Here in Hong Kong, our Tuesday's just about done, but if you're on the other side of the planet, a very good morning or good afternoon, depending on where you are. You're welcome to our Twilight Time, Mondays to Fridays, 45 minutes of music just to chill out and relax to. First one for you tonight is a song from Sajmo. Stay tuned.
Nothing less on the line. 